0: Welcome to the With a Dog Podcast.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Carly. And I'm Izzy. We find answers to all your dog questions so you can get the most out of life with a dog.
0: Hello, everyone. Happy With a Dog Wednesday. Um, We've got a great episode for you all today. A little less serious and dense than our last couple of episodes. Uh, The last few weeks we've tackled. Anxiety in dogs and dog nutrition, so we thought it was high time for a really fun episode all about travel with a dog.
1: Whoop whoop! I'm a big fan of travel, me. So I loved this episode. Um, but if you've listened to our trailer or our first episode uh, where we introduce ourselves, then you can kind of skip this little part. But if you're new, um, just so you're aware, we interview professionals in the dog welfare space, um, but we also set out to speak to some really cool pet parents who do awesome things with their dog. Uh, so the last couple of episodes, as Carly said, um, were pretty dense. They were had lots of really good information in. Um, so I'm happy to have a dog dad on and um, talk about all the cool places that they've been um but before we jump into that, Carly, do you want to do a little life update? Tell us what's going on. Yeah.
0: Um what is going on with my life? Uh so many oh, things. Yeah, we've been house hunting. Um so that's been really exciting. Yeah, after years of years of watching like HGTV <laughs> and grand designs and Oh God! What's that country? Escape one? to the country. Yes, escape <laughs> to the country. Um, all of those like house hunting shows, I'm able to actually be one of those house hunters. Um, mm. Yeah, but you know what? Like after yelling at the TV for all those years at like people's unrealistic expectations,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm like
0: totally, I am. I'm one <laughs> of those people on the shows. I'm like, yes, I'm going to build this mansion for yeah. two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm like, oh, we'd like close to downtown and walkable to cafes and a huge yard for the dogs and running trails nearby and probably five bedrooms. And that's just not going to
1: happen. And all for under budget. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All for like 50K, please. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been fun. And uh, shit in Seattle is expensive. Even if everyone's, even though everyone's like the market, you know, the economy, the economy is terrible because everyone's unemployed. I understand that, but that is not the case in Seattle. So
1: yeah, it's pretty pricey. It is my, yeah. the house I live in right now is the same price as my dad's house. My dad's house has got like a glass floor on part of the living room. It's got two yeah. living rooms, massive front garden and back garden, two driveways. And I'm like, damn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So listen to our podcast and um get help more listeners, get listeners. Help us so get money we can, <laughs> so we, we can, can afford to live where yeah. we do. <laughs> um otherwise life is good. I've been running with Albie and uh following the training plan that you created for me. So yeah. There you and go. Does it feel good? It is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, yeah. it's good because when I run with him I'm pretty sure he does like 20% of the work just because he's around, like I strap him around my waist. And so <laughs> he pulls me <laughs> and then also he stops every once in a while to sniff something. So that's my little break.
1: A little so, break time. Yeah. It's, it's always nice. He makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good.
0: Well, glad it's going well. That's all that's happening with me.
1: Um, how about you? Yeah, not much. I'm two weeks deep into my Whole30.
0: For, for people who don't know what a Whole30 is.
1: it's the most stupid thing (laughs) that you could ever do basically (laughs) um so basically you cut out any like allergens out of your diet it's like an elimination diet and then after the 30 days you reintroduce certain food groups and see if your body reacts and honestly I don't know why I did it like I wasn't having any issues (laughs)
0: like you know what at the end of the 30 days maybe you're gonna be like all those
1: people though that are like
0: oh my god my skin's so clear like I thought I was fine and then now yeah. I'm like 200 times better
1: yeah I mean my skin is definitely like really happy right now yeah. um but man that's hard from two o'clock from two o'clock till the time I fall asleep all I think about is chocolate it is all I think about.
0: And it's have, so crazy. You can have like cocoa powder though, like hundred percent cocoa like maybe mixed <laughs> in with some like some cocoa powder. Just maybe like dusted around Savage. some almonds. I don't know. I'm just trying to think I'm trying to think yeah. of solutions for you. Um,
1: it's um well, I've found a new love for bananas because they're quite sweet. So you yeah. could you
0: could make the nice cream.
1: That like Yeah, I have thought about that. Yeah. 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 There's so many things. What I've started to do is, um, just, yeah, lots of fruit, lots of fruit and nut butter and just going from there. And if you microwave fruit, you, it makes it like 10 times sweeter. Oh <laughs> really? <to> yeah. <laughs> and it's like warm. Like, but it's scary to think like how your body reacts to like a specific food. Like I literally feel like I'm addicted to a drug, which sugar is, I guess, but yeah, it's crazy. So what do you have to cut out again? It's like dairy, so sugars, um, grains, legumes, and dairy.
0: So it's like Is that all types of sugar. Like, can you sweeten things with honey?
1: No, I can't have honey.
0: Okay, so it's like yeah. all sweeteners. Okay, so you're
1: yeah. So it's like meat,
0: veg, and fruit. Nuts. And nuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. You're gonna be so healthy.
1: I know I've already, I've already dropped like seven pounds. Oh, damn. So (laughs) it's probably all water. Yeah, but still. But yeah, so it's, it's okay. But now I'm really scared that when I love bread, love bread. If I end up having a reaction to bread, Mm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hack it.
0: It depends on the quality of the bread too. Like if you, if maybe if you like make your own and source, like really, really good ingredients or something, then it's fine, but if you like go in for some like, you know, like a hamburger at McDonald's, and that's the bread you're basing it on, then
1: yeah, that could be an issue.
0: It, yeah, it's probably that. Yeah, but good on you. Two weeks in, you got two more yeah. to go. That's not bad.
1: I am halfway through. And halfway. I have even, just for the record, I've even not put milk in my tea, even though it's just a splash. Oh and shoot!
0: That, Do you yeah, have you tried nut real. pods? The nut pods. Oh. They're no, Seattle, they're I think they're a Seattle based company, but it's like coconut milk with almond milk or something. It's, I don't know, something mm. like that, but you mm. use it as a creamer um, and it's good. I use it.
1: Even in tea?
0: Yeah. The, do the okay. original one. Like okay. it's not oh, super is thick. it made like out of creamer. oats?
1: No. no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's, it's, so co- like, it's whole 30 approved.
0: Oats. Yeah. It's whole oh, okay. 30 approved. Okay. Uh, Great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's that's my life. I'm either thinking about chocolate or I'm shouting at someone because I can't have chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably so grumpy to people.
1: Yeah, although for breakfast, like this morning, I made sweet potato toast with almond butter and fruit on top. And that's my jam right now. I would have that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's so good. It sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. I can't think about food anymore because... Okay after 10 hours a day of thinking about it, it gets a bit exhausting doesn't it
0: yeah stop talking about how terrible your life is without food it is <laughs> okay <laughs> you brought this on yourself I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding um okay so I
1: think yeah good life update dogs are good yeah um, so let's get started. Um, our guest today is Danny, um, who is the dog dad behind a well-known Instagram account, Rocky the Traveller, um, who is his dog. You should definitely check them out. Um, Danny is an American expat who moved to England about six years ago. Uh, he brought Rocky with him, and Rocky is just such a delightful little English Bull Terrier.
0: He is. He's so cute. That's the target dog. If I maybe I'm dating myself. I don't know if those commercials are still around for Target, but
1: no, they do. Cause when you walk into Target, there's like the target dog jumping into a box and his little butt is coming out of a different box on the other side of the. Okay. That's good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So target. people who
0: don't know, if people don't know who that, like what breed that is, it's the target dog, um, for all you Americans out there. And, um, yeah, Danny and Rocky, super cute. They've been able to travel most of Europe together, Um, And we thought with summer approaching and more lockdown restrictions being lifted, this was the perfect time to talk with him all about how he travels so extensively with the dog. Um, You guys see how I, like, threw in our podcast name in there?
1: Leaning into the brand.
0: Yeah, brand. brand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so we talk about some of the challenges he's faced uh, through traveling with Rocky, including any backlash kind of about Rocky's breed how his Instagram came about, tips for traveling with your dog, and all the amazing memories he's been able to make traveling with Rocky. So let's get into it. Here we go. We good to go? Good to start. Let's get it. Danny, well, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah. If you could give us or give the listeners kind of a rundown of who you are, the summary of your life, and how you got to where you and Rocky are today.
2: Well, in short, I, I'm, I literally went from the US to UK and I, um, I didn't want to leave my dog behind. It's just, I've had him for such a long time. And well, I was living in Florida and uh, I was working as a freelancer and, and I, wasn't, um, I wasn't where I wanted to be and uh i wanted to i was seeking change in my life and i was considering going to europe just kind of packing everything selling everything and just saying like you know um uh, you know throw it all in the wind just like let's 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 go there you know let's let's just move to europe let's do this chase after your dreams and uh, i feel a lot of people have those same dreams you know just kind of just leaving everything behind and and going to another country and so i was quite fortunate enough to be able to apply for some master's programs and I got accepted at one in the UK in, in Bournemouth. Once I got accepted, I started the process of, of, of moving and uh, and of course I was going to take Rocky with me. Um, Rocky at the time, he was about five and I had already traveled quite a bit with him. I, I was working as a military contractor in Virginia and I was, as well as Maryland and that's where, um, that's where I, I found Rocky. That's where I got him when, when he was uh, eight weeks of age and um yeah i i moved from maryland to to virginia and then back to virginia back to maryland back and forth and then from there I, I went to florida where my parents are i took them down with me the our first real travel i guess you could say is like taking a u-haul truck from uh from Virginia, all the way down to Florida, driving through North Carolina. Driving <laughs> San- so I guess in a way that was kind of like the the birth of, you know, Rocky the Traveler. <laughs> um, yeah. And then from 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 there, from living in Florida for a while and, um, you know, I, I just wasn't happy with where I was and I uh, wanted to chase after my dream of traveling, living in Europe, just living, you know, I pictured this Ernest Hemingway style, just bohemian, like lifestyle. <laughs> Living somewhere in Europe and being a writer, and just you know going to cafes and and just chatting with artists and just living life, and um, and of course once I made the decision to move to to England, uh, I said, well, I, I'm going to figure out how to take Rocky there, and it wasn't it wasn't a an easy process. It was um, it took quite a bit of work to get to get all the paperwork, uh, to get all the treatments, you know, rabies, et cetera, et cetera, to get him to to um, cleared to, to come to the UK. <clears throat> and once we did that, it was, um, what was it? It was a, a nerve wracking, uh, night having him fly from UK to us, uh, cause he was flying cargo. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know once once I saw him once we were reunited I was like oh my god he's like rocky's in the UK with me now like this is just incredible uh and for a way for in a way I was like you're you're home right you're an english bull terrier you're home now yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're Eng- you're english bull terrier you're in england um, yeah and so i immediately saw right away how different the culture was um uk versus us uh, mm-hmm. i saw dogs were able to go on buses dogs were able to go on trains and uh, they were allowed in cafes, which is something that I wasn't used to. Really, the only adventures we had in USA were, um, you know, I would take them to the dog parks, I would take them to walks, and once in a while, I would take them to the ca- kayaking on the lake with me. And But I, I never in a million dreams. It didn't even enter my mind that I could take them to like to a cafe or like a Starbucks in USA, like never. It's mm-hmm. just something that just you'd never see happen. It's just completely different culture. So over here, you see dogs in the pubs just chilling ha- their owners having a beer and, and they're just right a lot, right next to them or um, at cafes are just sitting on on their owners laps um, yeah it's a completely different world and I and for me it was like God I love this place you know this is <laughs> this is what this is what uh, a utopia would be for a dog dog lover wouldn't it mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure you guys have experienced that like just being able to take your dog wherever you want to oh almost like to obviously the UK is not on the same level as France or Italy but. It's very much uh, a dog-friendly country, I would say. Dog welcoming.
1: I think you have just made a whole bunch of people want to move to Europe with that little statement there, (laughs) with the dogs. (laughs) Which must be quite an interesting concept for a lot of people, I think, to be like, oh, I can take my dog on a train to a different country and it's fine. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: you just don't really do that over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, even the other day I went to Starbucks, which is just down the road from my work and ordered a cup of tea. And I was like, oh crap, I've got Arthur with me. And I walked into the drive-through to get my cup of, cup of tea because I was yeah. like, oh, well, I can't take him inside. So I'm just going to pretend. Yeah. To be, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so true. I'm happy
0: that you mentioned that and that you've seen that as well, Danny, because that's something that I've been definitely spouting while I lived in the UK. And then also once I've been back, I'm like, London was so much dog friendlier. And, you know, even Seattle in and of itself, where we live now is a very dog friendly place, but the UK to me was just so much more, it was just easier to have him. To, to take him places and to travel with him. You mentioned that you felt like even France or like Italy and stuff is even more dog friendly than the UK. So where have you been able to, to travel with Rocky and how old is he now?
2: Rocky is 11 now. So a, okay. a very young 11. He still acts like a puppy. Um, you know, he's still very chilled out. He's gotten much more chilled out as the years have gone by but uh, he still has a lot of puppy left in him, <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, but to go back to your question, uh, we've we've been to France, we've been to Italy, we've been all over Europe, uh, basically every single country in Western Europe, um, Central Europe as well, and a lot of Eastern Europe. And um, I would say in my experience, some of the most dog friendly countries have been uh, France and Italy. When I first took Rocky to France, I took him on a road trip. I, I booked a car as a student and, um, I said I'm going to take Rocky with me to Milan, and I took a buddy along with with me as well. And um, I remember we took the ferry from UK from Dover to Calais, and we stopped in Calais. I I stopped the car because we were going to we had to take a little potty break for Rocky. And uh, once his uh, once I opened the door and and his paws hit the uh, I guess French territory, I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. My dog is an actual like traveler. How many people how many people dream of being able to set Put on France and you know my dog is here in France like I, for me that was just a uh, incredible incredible experience uh, just being able to to do that and, and the ease of doing that just hopping in a car and going on a quick ferry and then going to France I, it was just yeah spectacular and uh, once I got to experience France and travel around France and I I saw I was very pleasantly surprised um, that a lot of the places that we uh, we did a lot of sightseeing and when we were hungry we'd we'd stop by uh some restaurants and you know I was expecting I was I was hopeful that they would say like yeah but I was expecting that they wouldn't let me into like some of the nicer restaurants there. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, you know, they they were just like yes, yeah, come come along. I was like, wow, really? Like a lot of dogs in <laughs> this nice, this nice it was like a, a pretty nice looking restaurant in Cannes, in, in Cannes, France, like in the south of France. And uh, we were just allowed in and I was just like blown away. Just blown away. And yeah. And I wasn't the only one with dogs. Uh, and going back to France many, many times since then, I've seen that they they treat dogs uh, like like family, you know, mm-hmm. they really do. Um, They're allowed to go in many of the restaurants and many of the shops. And um and other parts of Europe as well that I've I've somehow I ended up, I don't remember how, but I ended up in a grocery store in Belgium in Bruges. And he was allowed in. And they just, let, they just let us in. And, and it was like, uh, it's a place with, you know, it's a place with um, food, right? Like it's, it's a grocery yeah. shop. So that's, but I think people in Belgium just expect their dogs and the dog owners to, to behave at like a higher standard. Like, okay, we expect you to be responsible dog owners. Like we know your dog's not gonna go out and start eating all the food from the deli counter or just sniffing everywhere. So, yeah, once I was in Belgium, I, again, I was, I was pleasantly surprised we were allowed in this grocery shop. And then Italy is just another, another country, which I would say, i would put it at the top, like Fran- between France and Italy of the two dog friendliest countries that I've been to. And Italy, I was able to go pretty much anywhere with Rocky. And they allowed him, they even allowed him in, inside the ferry. Whereas uh, the ferry from UK to France, it's about an hour journey that the dogs have to stay in the car. But in Italy, the dogs are able to just go inside the ferry, certain parts of the ferry. And uh, yeah, it was just amazing. Uh, any coffee shop you go to, um, Switzerland as well. I, I was able to take Rocky into a Starbucks in Switzerland. And there were other dogs as well inside of a Starbucks. And I was just like, wow, why, why can't America be like this? Like, right? what, what's, what's, it's Starbucks. Mm-hmm. There's Starbucks everywhere. It's Starbucks in America. Why can't dogs just chill out? Because when I was in America... I, there was countless times where I wanted to do some writing and the closest cafe was Starbucks. And I was like, God, I, you know, I want to spend a couple of hours in Starbucks. And I want to write, I want to do some writing I want to do some work, but I just really don't want to leave Rocky, you know, alone here <laughs> by himself. And so yeah. I'm just like, why can't Starbucks uh, allow dogs, you know? So I, I'd have to like, kind of if I wanted to go to Starbucks, I'd have to leave him. Yeah. Um, but seeing this now in Switzerland, it really opens your eyes and it makes you think like you just make, you can't help, but make that comparison. We're just like, U.S. is a little bit behind.
1: Yes. Starbucks, if you're listening, make some changes. (laughs) People are demanding them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think that's so special. Just everything that you said, you know, taking the car across, going to France for the first time and having your dog with you there. I can personally definitely identify with that experience of just having that that special feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm able to stand in this beautiful place that is so foreign to me. You know, it's a it's an adventure in my life and I'm able to have my my best friend, my my companion here with me too. Yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying as far as that. Yeah. Um but I was never able to travel over to Europe just because we hadn't quite gotten there yet as far as renting the car and, and getting over the water. But it sounds like you've gone at, throughout most of Europe then. How did the Instagram start? Was it just like you started taking pictures on your travels or?
2: Yeah, so I was studying multimedia journalism at Bournemouth University and I was doing a lot of multimedia work. I was doing some document, documentary training and photography training and on this trip that i went to the first trip that i told you that i when i first went to france uh, we ended up going all the way down to milan and we were having a bit of a spring break and uh, i thought it would be a good idea i don't know how it just came into my head to just kind of document the travels of you know me and my best friend of me and rocky and um i just brought my camera along and i you know i had a friend of i had a friend with me too who i convinced like hey can you take some videos of us like at first, I just wanted to make like a like a small kind of documentary, like, hey, we did this awesome road trip from from UK all the way down to Milan and back, and here's everything in between. We had gone to France, Germany, and and it was like I wanted to make it from the perspective of an American and his dog traveling throughout Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still learning how to film. And so looking back, the filming was quite shaky and (laughs) it was not so good, but I managed to, I managed to have a lot of photos of it. And what I really wanted to do was like, I wanted to make this small documentary and I wanted to make uh, some videos on YouTube about it. Um, For some reason, I just was never able to put it together to the point of, to the good quality that I wanted to put it. And so I just, I ended up taking a lot of those photos and just, it was tons, tons of photos. And I just, I remember just starting, I was like, I'm just going to create an Instagram for Rocky because, you know, I, I want to do something with these photos. I really want to share them. And I I, I think it'd be really cool to just to post them and see what happens. And I remember the first night I, I started posting, like, I think maybe I posted like 10 photos in the first first night. And it was just like one <laughs> photo. And then I'd wait a little bit, another photo, I'd wait a little bit, another photo. And it was just photos from everywhere we had been, from Belgium to Luxembourg, to Germany, to Italy. and. I started to get some good responses and a lot of comments like, "Whoa, that's like!" People would say, "Whoa, that's amazing! This is like the world's most traveled dog," <laughs> and it was yeah, it was quite a it was quite a new concept then. I, I believe like t- twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen is when I when I started it, and you didn't really hear too much about dogs traveling or people traveling with their dogs. So I think it was the, mm-hmm. the novelty of it, just seeing. You know, seeing a dog in Luxembourg, especially an English Bull Terrier, it was such a rare breed. Eventually, I found out there's like such a huge and this amazing community of Bull Terrier lovers. And that's, that was the bulk of, you know, the people who started to follow Rocky on Instagram. It's just a bunch of Bull Terrier lovers. And then other people who uh, really love the breed and then love the, uh, I guess, love the companionship. Like, oh, that's amazing, an amazing story. Uh, you know, you're taking your dog with you on your travels. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of people mm-hmm. would just leave their dog behind. And- there's no way i there was no way I'd do that. Yeah. that that never even came across my mind. I was like no i'm I'm taking him or I'm not going you know? <laughs> so that's just that's just what it was for me yeah and um and so yeah, it just it started growing from there and we got some media coverage uh, I, I believe we got covered on a Daily star, and he was featured on dogs of Instagram and from there, I just thought it would be cool to keep it going and just uh, keep taking pictures, keep taking uh, videos and and it, in a way it inspired me uh, to to check out more places to check out more. Uh, amazing scenic places and um, and just go after the places go after the dreams of places that I've been wanting to go just um, a couple of years after we started the Instagram I went to this uh, shipwrecked island in Greece uh, I believe it's Zakintos, I believe that's what it's called Sakintos and we had the most amazing adventure again we drove down there because it was it was for me it was just like I like I like driving it's uh, maybe it's an American thing where we, we just like driving <laughs>
0: I I can agree with you. I love driving.
2: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people here in the the UK have noticed, and in Europe, they just, they're not huge fans of road trips. Whereas over there, you know, we're used to driving hours and hours and hours for a road trip. And so I I love driving. And so for me, driving from UK to Greece, 30 plus hours of driving, it it was just an adventure. And, you know, obviously I have Rocky with me and that just made it even more of an adventure. And I remember we had such an amazing time in Greece. Again, we did, we did, um... We managed to get in a go-kart in <laughs> There's a It's just, yeah, it was just amazing. I have a video of it where we're, we're cruising down the island and he's just like, he's just sitting next to me, strapped on, he's got a seatbelt and the air's just sitting by. And he has like this smile on his face because the wind's just kind of blowing on his face. You know how the dogs are, you know how dogs are kind of like smiling when they have mm-hmm. their heads out the window. It was that exact same thing, you know? It was 30 miles an hour, so I wasn't going too crazy. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so fun. It was an amazing time. Memorable, like it's one of those things I'm never, ever going to forget, you know? It's just, it's just incredible.
1: And throughout all of your travel, so you said you've been through like Eastern Europe and Central Europe and pretty much everywhere in the West. Have there, have there been any places that people have said no or have been like, mm, Rocky's breed, not too sure about that? Or have, have there been any obstacles for you guys to overcome?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit harder taking uh public transport. It's a challenge. It's not impossible, but it is a challenge um when you're taking public transport in Europe because there are some a few different laws. Dogs are still allowed on public transport, but many of them do have to wear muzzles. And in some European countries, um Rockies breed English bull terrier is um what's known as a uh I believe they're controlled breed you have to have a license um so when i spent i actually lived in spain for a little bit i lived in barcelona um i did get into a bit of um a bit of a confrontation with uh with i believe their police or civil guard or something like that where you know we're just walking along one of the tourist sites and they just stop me and they say hey you need to uh, you need to put a muzzle on him and I, I was like well i you know i've read in barcelona because it's part of catalonia that actually you don't have to put a muzzle on him you know, the, where the, they're like, well, the guy's like, are you trying to tell me that I'm wrong? It's kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then, um, yeah, I guess I guess the whole law in Spain is that, yes, the breed, the English Bull area do have to wear um, muzzles in public. However, um, just like in America, you have uh, the states that have different laws and, you know, the counties have different laws. It was the same in Spain uh, where we, you know, Catalonia had different laws for this breed and this breed, there was no such thing as, they didn't have to wear muscles. so it was a bit of a it was a bit of an issue um, with that. You know, I, I've also faced a bit of uh, prejudice, I, I suppose, uh, when it comes to the way Rocky looks. A lot of people think he's a very scary-looking dog, so that's something I've dealt with. It's something I it took me a while to get over. Like you know, nobody's gonna like, and not everybody's gonna like my dog or the way he looks, and they're just gonna judge him just based off just based off of how he looks and, you know, I've gotten comments before saying like, oh, that's a dangerous dog or, uh, and, and just like, I'm kind of taken aback. It it's kind of like, in a way it's kind of like, you're attacking my child. You don't know my <laughs> child, or you're attacking my child. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, it took me a while to kind of just get over it and just, you know, just be like, uh, you know, it's, they don't know Rocky. So
1: Yeah. And do you do anything to, like, what do you say to that when people are like, you have a dangerous dog or, you know, they cross the road when they see you and that kind of thing?
2: Well, yeah, that's happened many, many times, but I'm happy to say many other times, uh, I've been very, very happy. Just come over here and meet Rocky and you'll see he's really, he's a really friendly dog. And I've managed to change uh, preconceived notions of people's, uh, people's preconceived notions of of an English bull terrier where they think it's... um, they're a dangerous breed, but uh, in fact, they fall in love with him. I I remember I stayed, I was traveling in East of England one time and I was planning to stay there for a couple weeks and I made this booking online and um, it was this sweet landlady and um, I, I had messaged her saying like, Hey, I need a, you know, I need a place to stay for three weeks. I'm traveling around and I have this dog and, you know, I showed her, I sent her a picture of me and Rocky and um and she said, "Yeah." She said, "Yeah." When I had when I had gone over and actually met her, she told me um, that she was actually afraid and uh, of of meeting Rocky. She said, "I always thought those dogs were dangerous, um, but I, you know, I saw your situation, and you know, I have a son, and I, I thought, well, you know, he's a young man who's traveling around, and I, you know, I'll I'll give him a chance." And so, once she got to spend time with Rocky, I remember a couple of days after just you know moving in there they were just lying on the couch together. Like this landlady and Rocky were just lying on the couch together. And she was just like, oh, he's the sweetest boy ever. I, you know, I I can't believe I was afraid of this breed and he's just, they're just the sweetest dogs ever. So I was happy to say, and that's happened to me many, many other times. I've had uh, people who I meet on my travels and I end up becoming friends with them and, you know, they end up telling me like, I was actually afraid of this breed, but just meeting Rocky, you know, it's just changed my entire perception of the breed. Yeah and I was for me that's I'm thrilled to hear that
1: which I can I can definitely attest to that because obviously in England you're not allowed to own pit bulls um unless you have like a dangerous dog license I think and when I came over to the states like those shelters are filled with pit bulls and I remember the first time I had like an interaction with a pit bull. And I was so scared because I'd never met one before. Obviously, I've met thousands of Staffies and English Bull Terriers and like all of the other kind of bully breeds. But I remember there was like, you know, an 85-pound dog with this huge head. And I was like, nice doggy, pet, pet, pet. Very nice, doggy. And now I'm like, man, I wish I could have a pit bull, but I can't. In case I go back to England, <laughs> and oh, they're just yeah. such a lovely breed. And it's yeah. so nice to have that positive interaction. So if you're listening and you're scared of a dog, I urge you to find some Instagram pages. Because <laughs> they're great. <laughs> we can't really meet them right now, but <laughs>
2: yeah, I always think it's uh, I always think it's the owner, not the dog. It's 100% always going to be, um, how the owner brought them up and not the dog. And I really wish more people knew that. Yeah. You know, there's so many countries, um, that I can give you an example where the dog culture is uh, so much more different. I think it's, a lot of it has to do with culture. Um, how you bring your dog up place. If you look at places, uh, in Scandinavia, for example, you hardly ever hear of like stray dogs. You hardly ever hear of, um, dog attacks or anything like that. And I think it's, it's just part of the culture to be a responsible dog owner. And I, th- I think doing that, like being a responsible dog owner and sending that message across, like, you know, if we were all more responsible dog owners, we wouldn't have these prejudices of certain breeds, like, Oh, I'm afraid of German shepherds. or I'm afraid of this because, you know, this happened. No, it's, um, it's always going to be, it's always going to be the owner. It's how they raise yeah. their dog.
1: It's yeah. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. So.
0: I think that's so great what you said as far as that you've been able to educate people along the way, though, because I think the more exposure anyone, the world society has to these different breeds or just dogs in general, I think the more they're going to be accepting and understanding. And like I can say that with Lupin, you know, sometimes I'd feel so guilty I'd have him on the tube or something we're going to work, and I would feel so guilty because I'm like, oh, sorry, like he's in he's in your way, he's in your way. The amount of smiles that he would bring to people's faces rather than like you, you'll always have one person that's a little bit scared, but they, if they can see that dog on the train or, you know, traveling with you, you know, as Rocky does or something, then I think there's more of a bridge that's gapped a little bit or wait. The bridge is gap. Is that how you say it? <laughs> the gap
1: is bridged. I don't know. <laughs> the
2: gap is bridge. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, the gap is bridged with with the more exposure that that you have. So I think that's so great that you've been able to do that with Rocky.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's that's amazing. You just reminded me that yes, every time I take the tube, he gets more smiles than he does not get smiles you know he gets better yeah he gets positive reactions more positive reactions than he gets negative reactions and um and i think it's amazing again for for us like we're doing this we're traveling with our dogs we're taking them on trains and and on the tube and on buses it really breaks down barriers of like oh I, people who think i can't travel with my dog or i can't bring them here or i can't bring them there people who think that they're quite limited because they have a dog that's not necessarily the case it's a little bit more of a challenge to take your dog somewhere. Um But you can do it. It's absolutely you can do it. And um, yeah, and, and, you know, people like us are proof that you can take your dog with you wherever you want to go.
0: Hey everyone, as you may be able to tell, we're a new podcast, so we don't have any ad spots or sponsors. We're doing all of this out of our own pocket. So if you're enjoying this episode so far, please take the time to subscribe, give us a five-star review. It really helps our podcast so much and makes it easier for others to find us as well.
1: Do you feel like it was more money to travel with Rocky to certain places? Or more challenging? like in More challenging.
2: Absolutely more challenging. Yeah. Uh, reminds me one time, one of my friends told me, uh, when I, when I was traveling with him, we were in Mont Saint-Michel, which is like an island kind of thing. Um, anyway, I remember this part where, um, we had part to get in order to get there. You, you can't drive there. You have to park at a certain place and you have to take either a bus or horse drawn carriage to the islands. And the bus, actually the bus in France was one of the only buses that I had seen in France where they didn't allow dogs. Uh, for some reason, but you, they could take the horse-drawn carriage. And so, and Rocky kind of gets super, he gets super duper excited when he sees uh, other animals. He sees horses, he sees goats, they just want to play with them. And so here we are in this I put him on the horse-drawn carriage and I'm carrying him and he's just like, he's just kind of like mm-hmm. whining, an excited whine to because he wants to play with the horse. And, uh, <laughs> And it's it's but it's making a scene, right? I'm carrying him and it's making a scene and everybody around me is just like more people were laughing about it than not laughing about it. But um it was for me, I was red face. I was carrying him and Rocky was just getting some and so my friend tells me, he goes, and I've had traveled with him quite a few times, and he's like, Danny, you really like to travel on hard mode, don't you? Because of <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So if you are gonna travel with your dog, it, it's not, you know, it's not as easy as um as it would be you know, if you were just going by yourself and just hopping from hostel to hostel that, that, if it was a video game would be easy mode, wouldn't it? Um, but if you're traveling with your dog, that would be hard mode. But in the end, it's always, you know, it's more enriching. I think if if you're doing that, it's, yeah, it's a little bit harder, but Hey, you're making new memories with your best friend. And, and, and the best part is, you know, you're not leaving them in a kennel somewhere. You're taking them along with you on the adventure. And, um, I, I think that's a beautiful thing, just sharing sharing life. and Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It's especially like you don't have to do it. You don't have to travel with them every single time, you know, like if you can, great. But I think Absolutely. just because sometimes you want that trip that's on easy mode. And then other times it's like, oh, yeah, I think I really want to bring my dog on along with me on this. Let's go hard mode. I know it'll be more challenging than just saying like, oh, mom and dad, can you watch the dog this weekend? Thanks. Cool. Bye. And, and going off and traveling and, you know, doing a little weekend trip, but there is something so special about being able to bring them. And as long as you're able to accept kind of that hard boat, as you said, you know, the, some of the challenges that you may run into. Speaking of challenges, what are some of the Learnings that you've kind of had along the way concerning traveling with Rocky. So, like, always have a water bowl with you, or like, you know, anything like that that you're like, "Wow, I got myself into a sticky situation." I've learned from that, and now there's certain practices that you do all the time.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I, I, throughout the years, I've definitely learned quite a bit. I, I pretty much now I carry a separate bag for him, like a separate small bag for all the things that um, he needs when he travels uh i bring plenty of water plenty of food plenty of treats plenty of snacks plenty of toys um i do bring if you're traveling to europe uh you have to bring a muzzle because some countries would definitely require larger dogs to to wear muzzles while they're on public transport um as far as uh, other what other things that i've learned um i've learned for me it's i've learned like driving is always better I, you know i've done the whole Public transport thing where I, I did train hopping in Central Europe. You could do that. That's that's fine. But again, it, it's up to your preference. For me, I I like to drive because I get to stop and, and see whatever I want to see. And, I, and same, same same thing with Rocky. I can stop anywhere and just have him take a bathroom break here and there if he wants to. Um, yeah. Any other it's safety is always you know safety and comfort for him is is always like my top priority. Just making sure uh, when we travel that he's comfortable. Uh, that he's um safe and and that yeah that he's happy that's 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 for me like if he's happy i'm happy you know um that's yeah if he gets to play with that if he gets to play with other dogs that makes him happy and and you know i'll I'll always i'll let him i'll take him to the dog park and I'll, i'll let him over there and play with other dogs and um taking hikes up i i'm always careful of you know can he especially now since he's 11 i'm like Okay, can he make it up here if he can't, then, you know we'll take as many breaks as we need to in order for um for us to make it you know for us to make it to the top of you know whatever hill we're climbing over to the end of <laughs> wherever we're going so yeah it's, he he is part of the tribe, so if I'm going with a group of friends, um my friends are they they know they're like, oh if, if Rocky yeah. needs a break, water break of course, or you know we're gonna we're gonna stop we're we're all kind of together um
1: I think one thing that I've kind of gathered from just talking to you is just the need for just some preparation. Like you can't just go into Skyscanner, buy a, you know, buy a flight or like book a train and then go. Like there is a level of preparation you have to do with every trip and, you know, what, what hotel can I go to and do they require a pet deposit or um, Can I get his food in this country? It just if he has a sensitive stomach, or you know, where's the nearest pet shop in case I need to get something? So, um, that's what I'm taking away from this whole conversation: is hard mode equals yes. preparation yeah. and research. Absolutely,
2: yeah. You're you're right that you bring up a very good point. That's another thing I learned: just um, preparing ahead of time, and that that could be as well taken as a life lesson. Just preparing and everything. Um, I take a lot more time. When I'm about to travel with Rocky, than I would if I just went by myself. You know, like you said, you can just go on Skyscanner and you could just hit, you know, check, and then you're off to the next country. But obviously, with Rocky, it's a little bit different. I I'll have to go to a website, uh, and obviously, most of the websites that you go to are going to have a pet friendly uh, filter. So you go to Airbnb, there's pet friendly filters. You know, you go to um, TripAdvisor or Booking.com, and there's plenty of plenty of pe- plenty of pet friendly options. And, um, but they do require some preparation. I, I do have to ask, uh, sometimes like, Hey, is it all right if uh, some holiday rentals, like, is it all right if, uh, if my dog stays here, this is us, you know, I give him a little bit brief explanation of who we are. Like, you know, I'm American and I'm just traveling with my dog, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and, you know, we've done this many, many times and he's, he's very, very well behaved. Um, so yeah, that always helps when it comes to, uh, traveling with your dog, like, you know, um, let whoever it is that, um, uh, you know, the, the landlord of the hotel or, or the holiday rental owner, or even the hotel itself, um, you know, let them paint a good picture of your dog. Like my dog's very well behaved. We've done this before. They're quiet. They don't bark. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to, me and, me and my dog are going to be out most of the day, you know, exploring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so in terms of preparation, um, yeah, you do have to prepare a lot. You do have to bring their food if, if they have dry food or if, you know, if you're, if you're going to go somewhere for an extended period of time uh then yeah make sure that the, if they're on a certain food that you can find a place over there that has their food um and um what else yeah of course the the mode that you're going to go into like the transportation mode are you going to go what's what's the easiest way to go by car by train by uh, you know by boats whatever it is um so yeah there's a lot of a lot of preparation that is um that you should consider when it comes to uh, traveling with a dog. It's 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 something that you learn for sure um, when you travel. You like you said, uh, there's so many so many things that you do learn
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, over yeah. the years. So many things that I have learned over the years of traveling with him. Yeah, it's it's an amazing experience. It just feels like it feels like a dream come true. Like yeah, like so many people wish they can do this, and and you know I'm, I'm hoping that my adventures with Rocky. Can show you that yeah you can do this you know Mm -hmm. you can do this yeah it's
1: it's attainable for sure
2: absolutely it's attainable
1: and I think we've kind of covered most of this but do you have any um personal advice or any tips that you wanted to give our listeners um that want to travel a little bit more with the dogs like any final
0: words that you can kind of say to the listeners
1: Kind of sounds like we're going to kill him. Any final
2: words? <laughs> any, any, words, any any last words? Yeah.
0: Any motivational uh, yeah. words, quotes, whatever? Just that you want to
2: absolutely. I would say. Uh, I would say above all, just make sure your dog is is comfortable, and and you know, you gotta put their concern at the very top. You know, um, if if the dog is not comfortable with this whole lifestyle of traveling, or if, if you don't think you can take him to a certain place, and um, then don 't you know there's maybe there 's alternatives if if you want to go travel abroad with your dog and and you feel like they might not, might not do so well on uh, you know in the car or this obviously there 's ways to to help you know you can you can use treats and you can get them accustomed to being in a car for a long road trip so that would definitely help but I would say never like never force it like if if your dog doesn't is not the traveling type then don 't force them to do it um, and another thing I would say is um yeah just uh, just take life and just meet as many people as you can with your dog it's just it's it's a great thing to do um with rocky i've met so many of my friends because of him because i've because i took him you know i took this road the road less traveled in a way of of taking my dog with me and along the way i've just met so many many people so i would just say be open to to anything you know be open to any opportunities with your dog and 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 you know talk to talk to people communicate with them and and you'll find that a lot of people are are they want to do what you're doing. You know, if you're traveling with your dog, you're gonna find a lot of people who are like, "Well, you know, I wish I can do that." And and who knows, you, you can be the one to help uh, expand their mind and show them that hey, you can mm-hmm. do this. You know. So yeah, I, I would say do do that. Just just be as open minded as you can with, when you're traveling with your dog. Put their comfort at the very top. Um, prepare, plan well ahead, and yeah, and just be excited for the adventure that lies ahead of you with your dog.
0: Beautiful. So good. Yes, that was some great parting sentiments and words. So, um, if people do want to follow you or learn more, you know, about your travels with Rocky, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. They can find us at Rocky the Traveler on Instagram and on Facebook, on Twitter, Rocky's Travels, on YouTube, Rocky and Danny the Traveler, where we put a lot of our we put a lot of travel advice on there, and we um, do showcases of our travels and to, to kind of show you like here here's the good things about this city that you know you can do with your dog um and then i have danny the traveler on instagram as well which shows a little bit more of the partnership between me and him as well um of our travels together it'll show more of me and him and um and then as well check out rocky the for um you know more cool like stories about Traveling with your dog, worldwide stories of people who are doing the same thing we're doing, and you know, just making the world a, a more dog-friendly place. Um, that's what we're about. Just trying to trying to make the world a dog-friendly place, one one paw at a time, one step at a time. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like you need to do a TED talk. Yeah, I think. <laughs> thank you.
2: Popular. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd have to have a lot of coffee for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. Thank yeah, you. Thank well, you, thank you yeah,
0: well thank you Danny. This has been so great. I think it's a topic that not only did our listener community really ask for but something that we were really eager to do as well. So, I think you are the perfect person to to talk about traveling with your dog. So, thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much. And if you have any questions on traveling with your dog, just let us know, hit us up on Rocky the Traveler on Instagram or Facebook or one of our social media channels and We are more than happy to help you guys uh, get to where you want to go with your dog.
1: Yay. Thank you so much. That's lovely. Yeah. It's been so good having you on.
2: All right. Thank you guys. Bye, Danny. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care.
1: All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.